episode 18, I discuss all things marketing and branding with Tom Payton. He's the founder of what has been described as the best agency hands down. This is a must listen for anyone looking to build their personal or business brand or market their company in any way. Tom, thanks ever so much for joining me on the In Conversation podcast. It's a pleasure to have you. Likewise, dude. Glad <laughs> to be on here. Awesome. I'm surprised this hasn't happened before. We've been connected for a while, but we've I made know, it happen. I know, I know. It should have <laughs> happened sooner, but one of those things, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for it. So I do like to start these podcasts by asking my guests what a typical day is like for them. I know it's quite different at the moment, um, but generally it would be interesting to see what a typical day, like, day is like for you. You're the co-founder of what's been described as the best agency hands down um, <laughs> I've read. So I'm, I'm really interested to, to hear what a co-founder of the best agency hands down does on a day-to-day basis. The co-founder, what the co-founder does, blimey. If you asked the, uh, the other co-founder, she'd tell you a very different story. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I, um, my, my days, mate, they look, um, they look interesting. I, it's, it's quite funny. So between me and my partner, we play two very, very different roles within the company. Um, we've kind of identified ourselves as the, um, I'm more of like a visionary leader and she's more of a, have you ever read that, the book Rocket Fuel? I haven't, no. Really, really interesting book, well worth checking out. Um, but it talks in there about the two different kinds of leaders and, and the visionary is very much kind of coming up with the new ideas, um, you know, speaking to people, connecting with people in that kind of state of flow and thinking about what, what's the future, right? Like what's, what's next, what's coming next? Like where are we taking the company? integrator is very much like processes organization so think like a kind of coo type role right um so yeah my partner jane she is just so 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 super organized and she's just like making sure that everything's running smoothly um so for me yeah it's a mixture of things really like on on calls with clients um just making cool shit happen like i just (laughs) I'm, i'm very like i've always been very much adhd so like, you know, I'm always experimenting with new things, trying new things out. Um, I spend a lot of my days like doing videos. We started up a YouTube channel recently. So I've been doing a lot of videos for that. I do quite a lot of live streaming on Facebook and stuff. Um, I like to, I, I like to try and exercise as much as I can. I get quite restless. Um, so I, you know, I'm always kind of moving around um, I think it's important for me to be in different spaces. So I will, you know, like I've got, a, have just created since quarantine began, I set up a little standing desk in the office. I've seen that on um, LinkedIn. So yeah, yeah just no, awesome. turned it. It's not even, I don't know why I call it an office. It's not an office. It's a set of drawers. Like I've literally just put the laptop on there. Um, so that's, uh, that, that's been really fun actually. But yeah, it's, it's standard day, mate. That's what it looks like. And, I mean, to be honest, it's funny because I, I tend to just work through from, you know, seven, six, seven in the morning to like 10 at night. And it sounds, it sounds really sad. Like it might sound sad, but I just love it so much. And because, because it's, to me, it's not this like fixed 
state of work like oh, i need to sit at my laptop and type away and do things i don't want to do like i'm doing things that i really love i'm coming up with new ideas and i'm acting on those ideas and you know it just gives and and jane you know I, i'm so grateful to have her because she really gives me the the um space that i need to to really stay in that role and, and be creative and be that kind of person sure that's awesome man so you're you mentioned you're the the visionary the man looking forward i guess for you what is the future of marketing then the future of marketing is going to be big so question interesting i can tell you that much um it, it's it's funny like the the thing i've noticed i'm sure you've probably seen this as well like with some of your personal branding stuff but we've kind of i feel like we've reached a pinnacle of of like or tipping point i should say of this kind of automated this obsession around scaling right everyone's talking about scaling how can we automate things how can we how can we do this how can we do that and don't get me wrong i think automation is great i think it's super important however i think the future of marketing is in um contextualizing those interactions making it very very relevant having more one-on-one -on -one conversations um personal branding i think is going to be, be a really big part of it and i'd love to have a have a chat with you about that in more detail because I, I think that's going to play such a huge part in 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 any business's marketing strategy um it, it's going to be more personable it's going to be more one-on-one -on -one. it's going to be more direct you know going directly to the consumer um and and most importantly like i said contextual it needs to be contextually relevant you know gone are the days where you can just blanket a standard ad out to everyone in the world like it just doesn't work anymore i read a statistic um a little while ago that said like nearly 50 percent of the entire u.s population are using ad blockers so wow. that just gives you an idea of like how um i guess sensitive people are coming to see ads we're so used to it right it's just like people see them and it's like oh god a flipping advert again um, yeah, the, you know, brands really need to get more intelligent about how they are positioning themselves. Yeah, that's, that's huge. And I, I was actually, it's one of the things I was thinking about this morning is how suspicious, I guess we've become of traditional Definitely. marketing and traditional company advertising, if you like. And I think the, the personal aspect is, is becoming more and more important, but I think even within that, there's a lot of, um, suspicion still because certain people have given certain industries a bad name yeah. if you think about um, the coaching world for example to an extent uh, marketing mm -hmm. there's been a lot of people because it's become a lot more accessible people have given it a bad name so yeah i definitely agree that actually having a, a strong brand behind you and building up trust with your with your audience is going to be huge um, so do you think automation is a mistake as such do you think it's a marketing mistake or do you think there are other mistakes that people are making that are more important so when when we started i i made mistake 101 when when we first started the agency and that was starting with automations okay um that that's a big no-no in my eyes and 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 i think this is where and especially for startups that there, there is a there's a big issue here where i see businesses like they don't spend any time on creating or engaging with their audience. They just get straight to like, okay, how can we reach people without us having to really get involved? 
So it feels very cold. It's just like they're putting up a wall between them and the customer. Whereas like what, what really needs to happen is that you need to be spending the time on engaging with people and building that audience. And then you can look at creating some automation. So it, I think it comes down to timing really. And I think an important note is that automation should never seek to replace interaction. Sure. That, that again is where I think, you know, a lot of companies get it wrong is that they're trying to replace all human interaction with automation that's not going to work like that's a recipe for disaster because people crave attention they want to feel like they're being acknowledged um you know like simple acts like sending a voice note on linkedin for example it, it uh, if you've ever yeah. received one but it just makes it feel so much more real and authentic because a lot of people now are so aware of like oh yeah people just use like linkedin bots and automation tools and they're not really speaking to me so sometimes just having that tiny little thing like just sending a voice note or whatever it might be makes such a big difference yeah i mean that's how how you connected to me a couple of days ago was actually just sending me a voice note oh yeah of course and I, <laughs> I, I saw that in my inbox and usually you see text when you yeah. see a voice message immediately that grabs your attention yeah and when it's personalized it's you know it it sort of builds up a relationship between you and Definitely. Um, there's no way I'm going to ignore it. Yeah. You know? If it's, if it's obviously a voice message that you've sent to loads of people or, or yeah, yeah. video that you've sort of spammed around then maybe not as much, but exactly. um, yeah, for sure. And I think people are, whether it's businesses or, or entrepreneurs um, or coaches, whatever it is, they, I think there's a bit of a tendency to, to disregard reaching out to people one-to-one. Um, I, I think some of that is laziness. They just want all the clients now. They want it to happen straight away. I think some of that though is not actually knowing how to engage with people. Mm. There's, there's quite clear instructions online about how to um, set up a Facebook ad, for example. But it's, it's less, um, it's a lot more theoretical, I guess, yeah. when you're actually messaging people one-to-one. So how do you go about it in a way that builds relationships? Something that I found um, really early on is it, it, it came for, for me personally is it came down to the meaning that I was attaching to these things. I think like you just, you just kind of said it there. Like it's that kind of, I don't, I don't think you can really, you know, as much as you can just kind of create processes and say, okay, this is how you should reach out to people. When you try and create a process around human interaction, it almost becomes a bit robotic. And, and, and that's what I found. Like I was putting so much meaning to it because I was like, I want to reach out to people because I want to make a sale. And then like, how do I, how do I do this? Like in a really, uh, or how do I be tactical about this? You know, how have I got to do it the right way? And then it just feels very inauthentic. You're like, oh, I, I, I don't like it. It doesn't feel nice. And then that's why I think people don't do it. But then it got to the stage where I was just like, do you know, I, I, I genuinely don't even care. Like I'm a human being. Like I like, I enjoy speaking to people. I enjoy meeting people. So when I removed that, that attachment of like it being an official, official conversation, um, it just became so much easier to just have a chat. Like yeah. it, it's, I think when we try to make it a process, when we try to make it this, this grand thing, 
it does become really tough and it, and we, it does feel a bit weird. Whereas when you just approach it like, hey, let's have a chat, like, you know, worst case, look, worse even even if you know you are trying to get sales let's say right and you're connected with people your your ultimate goal is you want to grow your business and get sales fine but worst case that happens you you might end up with a new friend what's what's so bad about that like if you approach every conversation just from this place of like you know taking expectations out taking you know all of that aside and just approaching it as one human speaking to another human um so that, that's what really helped me was just to kind of forget all of these processes and just treat it like a regular conversation, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I guess once you take that pressure off it, it's almost refreshing for the person that mm-hmm. you're talking to so Definitely. much so that it, it probably makes them more likely, if anything, to, yeah. to convert into a client, whether that's now or later on. Yeah. In fact, what, one thing that I would say that did really help, and this was a bit of like reframing for me, I think, was um, because I am I am a naturally curious, and I think you are as well. I've noticed this in your videos. I think like you are also a naturally very curious person, mm. um, and it was really embracing that. And and you know, I think when you are curious in in other people and like finding out about others you naturally become interesting to them, yeah. right? Like if you take time to do your research and look at people's, you know, like you obviously read that one of the reviews on Google, like if you take time to kind of do that research and mention things to people like, hey, I saw this post about, you know, you, you did such and such, that's so cool. Like I did something similar recently, just, just things like that, you know? And it doesn't have to be a sales pitch in your email. Yeah, yeah, it takes 30 seconds as well, doesn't it? Yeah. It literally takes no time at all just to, to go on someone's profile and, and reach out. I was actually talking to someone this morning and they, they were taking a huge amount of interest in me. They don't currently have a product that, that I'm necessarily going to buy, but they just took an interest in what I was doing. Mm. And from that, they're someone that I will stay in contact with now. Yeah. And there's probably going to come a time where I need what they're offering. Yeah. And, and they'll be the person I go to. Right? It's not so true they haven't converted me right now because I don't need it, but they've built up that relationship and they have my respect because of the amount of time that they took to actually get to know me. So yeah, hugely important. And one thing that's that's interesting at the moment is obviously the coronavirus situation. It seems there's a lot of talk about it. It seems sort of weird not to mention it. It is the elephant in the room. Do you think that changes our approach to both messaging people and, and interacting with people online and, actually marketing businesses? I've seen lots of different things happening. I've seen some people who are, you know, understandably, I guess, just becoming very desperate and trying to make sales. So, you know, people that are probably sending out these spammy messages are just doubling down on that because it's all they know, you know, and they're just trying to push even harder. Um, I'm also seeing, though, a lot more connection like genuine connection than ever before like lots of collaborations um lots of kind of compassion support for one another people trying to really help each other out like i i think you know i again i'm not trying to make light of 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 a of a situation like this but i i i think it's possibly going to be one of the best things to happen to humanity like I'm seeing so many incredible things and people really 
um, you know, stepping up as leaders and, and looking out for each other and creating communities and collaborations. It's been incredible. Um, but there's, you know, there's both sides, right? People, people are either coming from a place of fear where like they just resort to what they know and they just go into panic mode or people um, embrace it and they think, no, this is an opportunity for us to, to come together and start supporting each other. So I've seen there's, yeah. there's two, you know, two very different things that are happening right now, I think. Yeah, I think, as you said, I think it is the perfect time for collaboration. That extra hour or two hours you might spend commuting or, mm. or traveling, typically you can spend that collaborating. And that's actually, people I think undervalue collaboration. It's been, yeah. there's countless examples of it being the driving force behind the growth of both businesses you, th you look at gymshark for example one of the biggest brands in the world right now has built their brand on collaborating with with influence essentially mm. Not, i think there's a difference there between what gymshark have done and, and influencer marketing i think gymshark have created a movement through collaboration and if you look at the personal side people like mark netchery as well who have who've literally built up their personal brand on on collaborating with other people so yeah that's yeah. that's Huge on on that note of collaboration, actually, and similar to Gymshark, there was this uh, like I've been geeking out. I've told so many people about this. I got so excited. <laughs> I just I, I geek out over things like this. There's this company that I discovered on TikTok of all places, right? Well, it's, it's actually their founder. Um, I think he's called Tim someone or other, um, but he runs a company called Hagley West Watches. Okay. You ever heard of it? I haven't. No. Okay. It's, 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 this, this is such an incredible thing what he did so he effectively crowd crowd not crowdfunded but crowdsourced the entire company and effectively in a nutshell he created a group i don't know if it was a facebook group or linkedin group that he did and he um super super transparent to the point where he said to people like hey guys like i'm thinking of starting up this company I want you to come on this journey with me and I want you to help me build it. And he's actually showing people, this is how much I'm, I'm buying the watches in from this company. This is how much I'm paying for them. How much do you guys think I should sell them for? Wow. So, and, and like that radical transparency where there wasn't any of this like, oh, I don't want people to know what profits I'm making because then, then they won't buy it and I need to keep it very low key. He was just like complete, op he was asking people what they should be paying for it. And, and the, the interesting thing that happened as a result of that is people were willing to pay over the odds because it just doesn't happen. There are no companies or very few companies that have that, have that level of like radical transparency where it's just like, Here, here's what we're paying, like here's everything, like you know, showing you the whole process, the behind the scenes, how much they pay for their packaging and everything. And I thought it was so, so incredible. And it was this idea of collaboration, and he says like, the great thing about it is I'm not, there are a lot of businesses that kind of try and create this product and then do research on their audience. Like, oh, we're going to Google and let's see what people are doing. It's like, no, just ask, create a community and ask people what they want and give it to them. And I just thought it's such a genius idea. And, you know, he's grown this up to like a seven figure business now in the past couple of years. Wow. Um, just from his from his kitchen that is seriously so, um, impressive it was such a cool story though and yeah similar to gymshark in the way that they really worked on collaborations and he did a very similar thing from an influencer marketing perspective whereby he made all of his community 
um, he kind of enrolled them into a, um, what do you call it? Like a, a partner program kind of thing. So like sure. they become like affiliates for the brand and they can give their friends discount codes and you know, so that that's yeah. one of the ways they grew. Man, that's amazing. What a mm. story. Awesome. And in the spirit of transparency, I think that's a, a really great, great way to lead on to my quick fire round. Mm-hmm. I, I always like to, to see behind the scenes on, on brands and, uh, and personal brands, daily activities, what they're doing, what they're like as people. Yeah. So in the spirit of transparency and getting to know Tom Payton better, I'd love to put you under the test of the quick fire round, get to know you better as a person. Let's do it. Awesome. So as short or, or quick answers as possible. Mm-hmm. Are you um, prefer early starts or late nights? Oh, probably both. Both, which is bad. Yeah, which is bad. It's kind of what I do at the moment. <laughs> I, I, I I prefer early starts, but I tend to do late nights, and I I don't want to do late nights. I want to go to bed earlier. Sure. I'm burning the candle at both ends at the moment. <laughs> Tea or coffee? Coffee. Books or podcasts? Oh, podcasts. Best podcast ever? Humans 2.0. Yeah, valid. Uh, TV or box sets? Films or box sets, sorry. Box sets. Box sets. Uh, oh, did you say films? Films or box Actually, sets? Actually, films, yeah. yeah, definitely films. Favourite film? Favourite film is The Matrix. Okay. Interesting fact about yourself that people wouldn't expect. Um... <laughs> I, I am very much into uh, spirituality, meditation, and I've done over 400 hours of meditation, which I worked out the other day. And I did a, wow. last year, I did a 10-day silent meditation retreat, which was uh, interesting. Wow. Your favorite pastime? Favorite pastime? Uh, oh, gaming. Nice. And lastly, sum yourself up in three words. Three words. Uh, spontaneous, um, creative, and crazy. Love that, man. Awesome. <laughs> Tom, you've been amazing today. Thank you so much for Cheers, coming dude. on the podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. Where's the best place for our listeners to check you out? Uh, so they can find me on LinkedIn. So Tom Payton on LinkedIn. You'll see me. I've got a blue, ring, uh, blue circle around my picture. I'll link that below. And um, uh, YouTube channel, Elevate Digital. Um, people can connect with me on Facebook as well, Tom Payton. I, um, I'm often on there doing live streams and all sorts of crazy stuff. Awesome. I'll link those below, guys, so make sure you check Tom out. Awesome. Tom, cheers. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, mate. Guys, thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you took some value from it. I know I certainly did. I just wanted to jump in here and let you know that my new coaching program, Profitable Personal Branding Mastery, is now open. There are a few spots open on the first group that will be starting soon. The discount you're going to get if you join this group is quite ridiculous, so do go and check that out over on my website at thatbrandingguide.com.